things. We hear about it all the time until it happens to us. And then our, our literally our bodies don't know how to kind of cope or comprehend. And, and, and I grew up never talking about my feelings, right? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't have been what my mom would have called a sensitive kid. Uh, thankfully, I had, you know, a younger brother for that for her. Um, and, and again, I'm not saying everyone's different, that, that that's good or bad. But for most of my life, I couldn't really rationalize why feelings. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators and builders who need to keep it real, which, of course, is all of us. Today, I'm joined once again by Eric Pilon-Bignal. Now, Eric previously featured on episodes 179 and 198 of Broken Bulbs, so make sure you check those out as well. Eric grew up just south of Toronto, Canada, and is a best-selling author, speaker, and pragmatic futurist. His recent book, Surfing Rogue Waves, presents a gripping and insightful framework on how to pick up a board and surf the rogue waves of the 21st century. But on his 35th birthday, he lost his father. That's coming up after the break. Real quick, before we get into today's show, I wanted to say thank you for all the ways you offer support, whether it's sharing the show with a friend or family member who you think will get something out of it, leaving us a review, or supporting me directly on Patreon. Now, when you support me directly on Patreon, you can do so for as little as $3 a month. You'll receive a postcard from me and a bunch of bonus content, not just for Broken Bulbs, but for the other podcasts I work on as well. That's patreon.com slash Williams or just click the first link in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Eric Pilon Bignell, ready to talk about another one of your broken bulbs? I guess so. I don't know if we're ever fully ready to talk about any of them, so let's let's do it. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Sometimes we just got to get it out. And this one this one is a little bit different from the previous two episodes that we've done together um, because this is this is a, a more personal situation and it is that you lost your father on your 35th birthday. Um, tell, us, tell us a little bit about this, this story and I, I guess what you learned from it. Yeah, you, you know, I think you got to lean into your, your pains and sorrows. You know, I, I was very fortunate. I came from a great family, you know, in which my parents gave up everything so that their kids, you know, could have more than they did. And you don't really realize that until you're older. And um, again, large... I had a large, you know, French Canadian family. So there was a bunch of us and everyone is, is different to your point. I think this is very personal. These, these kind of experiences that you go through. But for me, my father was, you know, this is going to sound cliche, obviously, but the, you know, the person I admired most in the world. Right. And, you know, I leaned on him for a lot of life advice and, and work and what I, you know, should do professionally as well. And, this loss kind of very much changed me. I, I was very lost, I think is the good word I keep coming back to. I, I was very dead inside. I think, you know, I, it, you, you hear, we we're almost desensitized to these things. We hear about it all the time until it happens to us. And then our, our literally our bodies don't know how to kind of cope or comprehend. And, and, and I grew up never talking about my feelings. Right. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't have been what my mom would have called a sensitive kid. Uh, thankfully, I had, you know, a younger brother for that for her. Um, and, and and again, I'm not saying everyone's different, that, that that's good or bad. But for most of my life, I couldn't really rationalize why feelings, you know, 
feelings. Uh, to me, I grew up kind of feeling like they're stupid, right? They don't, they don't make much sense. I just rationalize them and I can move on. And this kind of really opened up my eyes that I, I was wrong, you know, and I think it's okay to, you know, people say they're wrong, but admitting to yourself is wrong is a very different thing. Cause all of a sudden your biases start to all, you know, kick in and try to tell you why you weren't wrong. But, you know, and, and, you know, I guess it's a, it's a takeaway. I mean, this is a hard way to learn it, I guess, but it's, it's, it was definitely a takeaway for me. And, and again, I look back on it now and, and I still struggle with parts of it, but, I, but I was fortunate, right. I was in a, I was in a bad place, um, in my head and I was, I was heading in a bad direction and, I was very fortunate when I say that, you know, many aren't as lucky as I was. Um, and I can't take any credit for it, to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm for, I was just fortunate to have an incredible family, right. That, that kind of came together. And for me, most importantly, my wife, um, not only who stuck by me, but like found a way to pull me out of like the darkest, deepest, deadest long-term hole I'd spent, you know, a few years floating in that I, I really don't think anyone else could have done. Right. So I, you shouldn't expect people to be there for you, but never forget the ones that are, you know, you, you, you can't do life alone as tough and as strong as you think you are mentally or physically. You need a team, right? You need, you need a support system. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be planned, but a team kind of always does better than an individual. Right. And, and, and I don't think you should force your team, but I think you should be, conscious and aware not to push them away right people people don't know how to act when you lose something they, they can't comprehend right and, and they're not being you know dicks they're not you know they, they they just don't know what to do right so they assume you want space and and they tend not to talk about the tragedy because you know it's upsetting to them it's upsetting to you it's it's a it's a like a default mechanism we have and Grief is really different for everyone. Um, there's not a one size fits all, despite what everyone tries to kind of sell out there. And, you know, if others don't do or act like you would, it doesn't make it wrong either or rude. I think we should just be more open about, at least for me, it's I'm, I'm starting to be more and it helps. I think the big takeaway is we should be more open about pain and, and speaking about pain and it doesn't make you broken and it doesn't make you weak. It, you know, it, it actually does make you stronger. And I feel like we're starting to see a bit more of a shift in this. Right. And, you know, there are people who struggle with a lot more than this. And I think mental health is another real thing that is finally coming to the forefront. Right. But, you know, I grew up, look, I grew up playing hockey in Canada and I mean, you don't talk about your feelings. Yeah. Right. Like you just don't do that. Um, and it's not like I didn't do it because I wasn't supposed to. I just, I don't know if that was ingrained in me, but I just never really like needed to, or I, it, I, I never really needed to in life. And I, I, I still don't as probably as much as most people, but having small little outlets and, a, you know, a few key people on your team is, is key because you, you can't predict some of these things. And if you don't have, those people who you might never know they are the people until you go through it. But if you don't have those people and appreciate them after, and some people unfortunately don't, I don't know how you make it out of some of these things. And, you know, there's a lot of great qualitative, qualitative, untangible things I said there, right. That we can't really predict their structure. But I, I think that that would be the biggest takeaway is, you know, I don't think you can get mad at people because they don't understand what you're going through because they don't. Um, and, you know, the few that, that do or are helping you are there for you, you know, 
you've got to, you've got to remember that. And, 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 you know, eventually I think, you know, I, I would love to one day hopefully be able to be there, or help someone like that as well. Cause for me, that's the only reason I, uh, honestly, it's probably the only reason I'm, I'm here, or at least I'm here and, and, and doing well in life for what I. So of course, at the end of every episode, I like to hear what's going on for you now. Of course, kind of related to swimming and diving into these these waves of life. You have written a book called Surfing Rogue Waves, How to Paddle Out into the 21st Century. Do you want to tell us about that, what we can expect from it, and where we can find it? Absolutely. Yeah, so the book doesn't address grief as much um, for traumatic situations, but it, it, it does address the future in a very pragmatic way, right? You know, all, all of us are, we're entering this period where there's this inflection point of change and this rapid pace of disruption is like anything humanity has ever faced in any of the previous generations, right? Suddenly we've got interconnected small changes that are, you know, reshaping everything we know faster than we can comprehend. And we've got these these waves, as you mentioned, of material sciences and nanotech and biotech and blockchain and all these dozens of other incredible megatrends of this period coming across once we start layering up non-biological forms of intelligence like AI we get these rogue waves that will emerge and will continue to obliterate and change life as we know it it's it's happened a little bit now we don't tend to notice this change as it's happening but now we're fully connected right and you know how do we see and understand these things better we had a covid pandemic you know it's very sad no one could predict it but companies and organizations for the most part were already starting this digital transformation and they adapted to moving to working from home education on the other hand batch batch educates children the same way they have hundreds of years ago and putting an eight-year-old in front of a computer screen for eight hours a day doesn't work education's been a bit of a failure. So when you when you prepare for these rogue waves, regardless of how they come, right, work from home businesses and organizations as a whole weren't preparing for COVID. But because they were forward looking in the future and understood a bit of these trends, they were able to adapt. So the book presents a bit of this framework on how we can surf and, you know, pick up a board and surf these rogue waves of the 21st century as we kind of paddle out into what, you know, there was an opening day party, but what's called the fourth industrial revolution. So... I like that. I like that. And I'm going to have links to the book and everything else you're up to down in the show notes so people can go pick up their copy uh, wherever they find books. With that, I just got to say thank you once again for joining me. Alex, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening. You can't do life alone. We all need support. So seek it out if you need it and be there for others. Special thank you to Eric for joining me once again and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs. Be sure to check out his work, which of course I've got linked right down in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out episodes 179 and 198, which also feature Eric. And if you want to offer support beyond leaving a review and sharing the show, please visit Patreon via the first link in the show note. As a thank you for your support, you'll get a postcard from me wherever I am to wherever you are. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Vine. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gustafson, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.